Thanks for listening to the River in the Hills weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Nate Cashdan. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. Amen. Good morning. Should probably pray for her salvation. It, those of you that are new, get used to that, those types of comments. Uh, my name is Nate. If you don't have the notes, raise your hand. And kids, 7 through 11, if you need your notes, um, raise your hand as well. Make sure to give Dan Cornelius the adult notes, though. No matter what he asks for, you give him the adult notes. No crayons. How's everybody doing? Keep your hands up. And they'll, they'll get them to you. Good. Well, it's good to be back and see you all. Uh, my family was gone for four weeks during the month that, well, gone from here. We were just up the road, but um, for four weeks during the month of September to take some time off. And uh, in 10 years of, of ministry, I'd never taken, never shut my phone off, uh, an email off to ministry stuff. So um, that was needed. Yeah, I love you all very much, but ignored every one of your contacts. And, um, and, but everybody was pretty uh, respectful, which we so appreciate. We had a great time of refreshment. Uh, in our marriage and with our kids and uh, with the Lord especially. So uh, thank you for that. Yeah, it's been, I told somebody this morning, I hope I remember how to preach. It's been six weeks. I don't think I've not preached for six weeks since I've been preaching. So um, yeah, sorry in advance. Uh, (laughs) Everybody get the notes? One in the back. Yeah, Abigail's got the kids' notes. Could you just do it a little quicker, Abigail? What's slowing you down? (laughs) That's true. The host teams this morning is like, what? You have no, we don't know what to do. I'm like, it's okay. It'll be all right. People will adjust. And it's two pages of notes. Usually Nate gives the half page of notes, right? Three times a year. Yeah, I know. Turning over a new leaf. Like, we don't like your sabbatical. All right. Let's get serious. No, I'm just kidding. Don't get serious. You won't receive anything if you're too serious. <laughs> so, um, but Lord, just thank you for this time and for each one that's here this morning, God. And I pray, Lord, that really, Lord, that we are strengthened and built up uh, to, to give away what we receive. That we're equipped to do the work of the ministry better, Lord, so that more lost people get saved, more sick people get healed, and more demonized people get set free. Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. All right. Um, today we're going to start uh, the first part of a... Um, that's so funny, I haven't seen what Sloan made yet. That's cool. Um, we're going to start the first part of a series. It's going to be a long series. Uh, we do this uh, maybe from time to time here. Uh, but we're starting a series on spiritual gifts. Uh, but it will probably be unlike uh, any series on spiritual gifts that you've ever heard. It was definitely unlike one that I've ever heard. So um, I'm going to today, it's going to seem like it's a little out of order because Pastor Glenn next week is going to give a really broad overview of kind of uh, what this all is and where we're going with it. Uh, but I'm actually going to start today with uh, talking about what, we're, um, what Scripture refers to as uh, motivational gifts. I'm going to unpack the first two. And um, this is going to be more like a teaching um, so there'll just be less shouting. People are like, what's the difference? There's less shouting, that's all. No, it's, that's the only difference. Less spitting, less, um, 
gosh, we're not going to have any returning visitors next week. It's okay. Um, but anyways, yeah, so, but this is all, this all comes from um, this idea of breaking down and organizing spiritual gifts uh, comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 7, and, and actually specifically four different Greek words that are used in that passage. Uh, and so we're going to see kind of what those Greek words are and how, what they mean to us and why do we care about them and, and things like that. You don't have to memorize the words. That's why you have notes, so you don't have to memorize it. So anyways, hopefully they'll help you. All right. Um, so the Bible actually, and we'll get into this a little bit more in a sec, but the Bible actually lists seven different, uh, what we're calling motivational gifts. Um, they are uh, prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation or encouragement, giving, organizing, and mercy. And we're just going to talk about prophecy and serving today, but first I want to kind of give you a little bit of an uh, intro into um, kind of where this comes from. The whole point of this series is to better equip us, Right. Our job as leaders is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, right? A lot of people think it's a pastor's job to do all the work of the ministry. Such a horrible misinterpretation and misunderstanding. It's like, well, I'm not that good. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I'm not that good. Like, and Glenn's not that good, and Kyle's not that good, and, and really, you're not that good. We need all of us to do the work of the ministry. Um, but it is, it is our, one of our jobs and, and callings to really equip and to teach and give you tools, right? Somebody's like, hey, man, go change out the leaky pipe. You're like, sweet. You're like, you just do it with your hands. You're like, okay, can I have a tool? No. Can you show me how to do it? No. All right. YouTube it is. So, and you have YouTube plumbers, and I don't want to get into that. All right. Moving on. Right, Timothy? Yeah. Okay. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 7. You can turn there if you want. I'm going to read it out of the pure word. No, I'm just kidding. It's probably going to be the King James Version. Um, but uh, verse 4 says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God who worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit thereby. Okay, here's what's cool about this verse. Four different Greek words, and I know your Bible, I'm going to try to say a lot of the different words that your different translations will have uh, so that you know which I'm talking about. But starting in verse 4, it says there are diversities, or your Bible might say now there are many different or something like that, gifts. Well, that word is charismaton, okay? And that's what the motivational gifts, okay? So that's what when it says, when it says gifts right there, that word charismaton, Grace is in that word. Motivational gifts, meaning, meaning it's, it's what gives us unction to serve. It's like, what makes me tick? What makes me go? This is what my primary motivation in doing everything that I end up doing, okay? Motivational gifts. And then in verse 5, it says, well, there are differences in administrations, or it might say ministries, okay? Same word. The word is diakoneon, okay? Ministries. Those that are listed in Scripture, those different ministries, ministry of apostle, prophet, teacher, workers of miracles, healings, helps, governments, and tongues. Hang with me. I know this is a lot. Verse 6 says there are diversities of operations, okay, or effects, okay, uh, results. 
the, the Greek word is energamas, okay? And those are, what, what do we want everything to stir in us and in others? It's faith, hope, and love, okay? Those are the effects of our ministry, no matter what the ministry is, okay? And then in verse 7, it says, but the manifestation or the phanerosis of the Spirit is given to every man to profit thereby. For the manifestation or manifestation gifts are word of knowledge, word of wisdom, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, various tongues or speaking in tongues, and interpretation of tongues, okay? All right, everybody got it? All right, you're dismissed. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Jesus possessed and demonstrated all seven motivational gifts perfectly and completely, okay? As we're going to see here in a minute, each of us have one primary one. Now, we can use or, or, or operate in all of them from time to time, but you'll have one, and I'm going to show you from Scripture why, but you have one primary one that's going to come to that. It's going to call your primary motivational gift, okay? And don't get carried away and start getting out name tags so you can label somebody according to their motivational gift, like Kyle's an exhorter. And then if he starts to prophesy, I'd be like, hey, get back in your place. You're an exhorter. Right or like, or you see somebody serving and you're like, oh, their their motivation is serving, and slap the label on them. Don't do that because it can take years and years and years of discovery with the Lord to find out what that primary motivational gift is. Okay, I'm like recently discovering what mine is. Okay, and so um, I don't. It's it's really we're really tempted, especially in the Western church, but especially as Americans, to like compartmentalize and like really make things really neat and tidy. Well, that means your gift is organization. No, I'm just kidding. But, but we, <laughs> you're paying attention. Yeah, right, exactly. The spreadsheets, the list, the like, well, we need to know who's who. Well, that's, it is good. We do need to know who's who, and that's part of equipping, but it's not so much so that, it's not so much that we can just organize and label everyone. It's so everyone can know, hey, this is actually how I'm motivated. This is how I tick. This is why I do what I do. This is why I move the way that. And also for me, it helped me understand a lot of the things that my wife refers to as difficult. So, or what's that sweet word that you use off? Oh, never mind. That's not sweet. No. I'm just kidding. This isn't even in my notes. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um. We have one primary charismaton, one primary motivational gift, but there are several different ministries that the Lord can call us into to use those things, okay? And again, it's not like, hey, I'm a, I'm a teacher, and I'm never, never going to operate in another ministry. It's not that. The Lord just gives as he wills, okay? So we could operate in several. So I'm, gonna, I'm talking about this. I know it's a lot, but I'm going to break it all down into like one paragraph here in just a second where you can see how they all work together. So, so we have one primary motivational gift. We operate in a ministry, and at any time, we can have a manifestation gift come upon us, okay, for the work of the ministry. It doesn't, it's not a respecter of what your motivational gift is. Does that make sense? If you have a motivational gift of prophecy, it doesn't mean you're only going to operate in the manifestation gift of prophecy. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All right. I know that I'm tempted to really try to organize and these things, so I, I don't want you guys to be tempted to do the same thing. But Bible does it for us in a way that's really healthy, okay? Um, your motivational gift doesn't determine what ministry you have God does. I think that's important to note. 
that, that if you're, you know, you're sitting with a motivational gift, say your motivational gift is giving, and you're like, well, I guess that really limits whatever ministries I can step into. It really doesn't. It really doesn't, okay? 1 Peter 4.10, it says that each of you should use whatever gift you have, whatever charismaton you have, uh, whatever you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You see, spiritual gifts are actually given to us to build each other up, right? Say, build each other up. Here's what they're not for. They're not for showing off, right? They're not for titles, right? They're not for titles. They're not, the, the spiritual gifts are given so that we can build each other up in the faith and actually, and actually proves that we need each other. And the Word says, I'm giving you these things, for yourselves. They're good. Okay? Um, turn to Romans chapter 12. Also, I will never cave to say click over to Romans 12, by the way. I don't care if every person in the room is using their phone on their, or their Bible phone. I will always say turn on purpose. <laughs> so you were like, oh, I think he's just, you know, no, that's purpose. All right, hop off that soapbox for a moment. Romans 12, verses 3 through 8. This is the NIV, Necessary and Vineyard version. Um, <laughs> the vineyard guys all got that. <laughs> for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. For each... I'm sorry, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement or exhortation. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Um, These are where we get those seven charismaton, the seven motivational gifts. Notice in verse 6, the word gift, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given each of us. If your gift, everybody say gift. It's singular, not plural. That's why we think you have one primary motivational gift. I believe that that's what Paul was, was teaching here, um, is, that, is that it's one primary. It's a singular word in the Greek. Um, but it's that one thing that motivates us or that drives us, gives us the unction to do what we do. And we're going to be able to, we're going to hear um, kind of a breakdown and a teaching on all seven in the weeks to come. So don't get too uh, like, oh, they're not, the two that he's talking about today aren't me. I want to know what mine are. And it's totally fine. Um, but I think it's important to see, I think it's important to see that these aren't, that we really believe that this is a biblical way of organizing spiritual gifts. I've, I've seen, how many of you guys have taken a spiritual gift test before? Yeah, it's okay. You're still saved. But, yeah, but and, and they're, not, they're not all bad. I'm just saying, you see, I want you to see that sometimes we have an urge. I've taken them before too. Sometimes, uh, it's confession time, we have, we have an urge to try to organize things in, in an extra biblical way. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? We're like, yeah, this is all good, but we need something else. Like, we need another thing, right? Or how many of you guys have taken a personality test? Yeah, I know. Everybody's like, How many of you took the witchcraft Enneagram? I'm just kidding. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Drink to that with me. Okay. Bring it back in. I'm kidding. Um personality tests aren't necessarily all evil, but they can again box us in where sometimes the Holy Spirit's actually calling us somewhere where our personality test didn't label us. Do you understand? We take a, we take a spiritual gift test according to a, um, a way of organizing a group of questions to try to deduce an outcome. Well, that might not necessarily be what the Holy Spirit's speaking to you about what your primary gift is, right? I mean, I'm not saying they're all wrong. Please don't, don't hear me say that, that like, oh, no, I've always thought that I had this gift and I don't. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm trying to undo what the Holy Spirit has spoken to you already through your life. I'm just saying, let's not be boxed in by anything except the Holy Spirit. Let's let the Holy Spirit build walls around things for us if he wants to build some walls, okay? Yep. All right. Whew. Somebody give me a knife to cut the tension. <laughs> everybody shake it out. It's all good. If it stays tense, I'm going to have everyone dance. So I suggest you loosen up and smile. All right, let's get into prophecy here. Um, the motivation, so if you have a motivational gift of prophecy, which by the I don't want to, I'm not going to say like, this is mine. I'm just telling you that through, the, through my time of exploration, this is what the Holy Spirit seems to be showing me as mine. And if you would have asked me a year ago, I would have been like, nope, this isn't mine. That's what I'm saying. Do you know why? Because every spiritual gift test and personality test that I had said that it wasn't mine. No joke. But I look at the, I look at the Bible, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> That's different. So, it's, so I'm just telling you, this, this, it, it was a wake-up call for me. I hope that this helps you too. So, so those with a motivational gift or a primary motivational gift of prophecy. By the way, kids, everybody, uh, kids, look at me real quick. So glad you're here. You have gifts too. I know that. <laughs> Listen, this is not, I remember being your age, and oftentimes things were taught only to the adults, and, I, and it, was, it wasn't on purpose, but what I received, the kids, when I, was, when I was your age, what I received was, well, this will be for me someday, maybe. I don't need to get it now. I don't get it now. I'm not smart enough now. I'm not old enough now. I can't do the things that my parents can do now. Therefore, and what, what it starts to plan is, therefore, I'm not as important. Therefore, this doesn't apply to me. Therefore, I can just piggyback on my parents' faith forever, and really, that's just not it. Okay, the Lord, there's no junior Holy Spirit, so if you've placed your faith in Jesus, meaning that if you believe that Jesus Christ is God, right, if you've placed your faith, you believe that with all of your heart, you've confessed that Jesus is Lord with your mouth, you've turned from your old life, even though it was a short life. <laughs> I mean, that's good. You turned from your old life and turned towards him then you've been sealed, Ephesians says, with the same Holy Spirit that I got sealed with and that Pastor Kyle got sealed with. And so he, that same Holy Spirit wants to baptize you 
that same Holy Spirit wants to fill you and give you the same gifts that he gives the rest of us. Same. Everybody say same. The same. There's not like, hey, here's the junior gifts or the kids' gifts or like, oh, they're young. Callie McGeehee, you're only 12 years old, so you can't step into these gifts yet. That's absolutely crap. Sorry, kids. I forgot. But it's poo-poo. I'm telling you, kids and parents, empower your kids. Let them teach you how to pray. Because, I mean, such is the kingdom of God. Unless you become like one of these, you can't enter it. All right. One that has a motivational gift of prophecy, of prophecy means that the primary motivation for that individual is to reveal the motives of man's heart and to see God's standards conform to. Like there's, like a, there's an unction for righteousness, right, and no compromise. Jesus demonstrated it when he rebuked the money changers in the temple. Right, Mark chapter 11, verse 15 through 17. Jesus, loving, gentle, giving, encouraging, quiet. No, Jesus goes in and he goes, no. No, this is no. And he grabs tables and he forms a whip. And he start, nobody likes to talk about that. And he, and he starts driving human beings out of church with a whip. Can you, can you imagine? Yeah, they weren't plastic tables. They ain't got no plastic. He's breaking things. Things were broken. Money was lost. Profits were lost. Do you understand this? They're selling things for people to sacrifice. They're making a buck where they can make a buck. And he's like, robbers. And he comes in and he throws a fit. Why? Because he, of his prophetic motivational gifting in that moment went, No. No, he didn't, but, but people, with a, people with a gift of encouraging would go in and be like, but at least they're all in the house of the Lord, <laughs> right? I know that's not wrong. You understand it's not wrong because Jesus had that too. But in that moment, and why we need the whole body of Christ with all of our different giftings is because when, I, when we all walk into a room in that situation, the one guy's gonna go, thank God they're all in the house. At least they're all in the house of the Lord. They could be out doing whatever, at least they're all here. And the guy with prophecy is like, yeah, 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 sit down. And then he kicks over tables and stuff. But you need both. You have to have both. And then the person whose primary motivation is service, they come and they help them fix their tables and they minister to them, right? And they get a word of knowledge, right? They're like, oh, and they help them clean up the mess. And then the person with giving comes and they're like, man, I just want to, I have all these doves and I have all these pigeons. I'm just going to give them to all these people that need to bring sacrifices, I'm just going to give them because now they can't buy them. And plus, it was too expensive anyway. It was overpriced. And so, and so I'm just going to give them to them. And you see how the body works together. So Jesus, he, he, he demonstrates. Now, Jesus happened to be the one demonstrating here this motivational gift of prophecy where he's like, we need 100% truth. He wouldn't stand for 98, and they were probably more like at 50 anyways. But they're all needed. All right. The person with a motivational gift of prophecy sees things as black and white. You'll often find this person noticing the 2% of things that are wrong and ignoring or not bringing, not highlighting the fact that 98% of things are right. What'd you say, hon? Amen. Amen. Is that what you Yeah. Sorry. Often this believer sees bad things coming before everyone else sees them. Um, 
And because it's the believer's, because prophecy is the believer's primary motivation, it brings him, whoever has this gift, it brings him great joy uh, to see wrong things made right and to see conformity to God's standards. Like to see that when that 2% gets fixed, it's like elation and joy and mission accomplished. And and when you see it slip back to 99% and the 1%'s off, deep dark hole. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it. It's all or nothing. Now, often these people get accused of being a perfectionist. You get accused of being pessimistic. You get accused of uh, of of legalism. Of uh, you're just you're not giving you're not giving any room for error. You're not merciful. You're not, and you got to understand that that yes, sometimes sometimes people can slip into those things, but in a holy and and righteous way. If somebody is actually living out this gift and been giving this gift, that is just what it will appear as. I'm telling you what, when Jesus went in and turned the tables over, what do you think people thought of him? This dude's out of control. Extreme, angry. Why can't you just keep your why can't you keep your things to yourself? Why do you have to why you just lost control? No, he didn't. If a fruit of the spirit is self-control. And he's a man filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in perfect relationship to the Father. Then he can't lose self-control. So what was that? Zeal. He braided it. Right. Anyways, I love the interaction, by the way. I just, if you, the more you talk to me, the better this is. I just, okay, here we go. Keep going. Um, but here's some instructions. Romans 12 uh, actually gives, it's funny, for every for every gift, for every charismaton that it lists, a few verses later, it actually gives instructions on how to use it, and they match up. You'll see all seven. So the first one, Romans 12, 9, is basically his directions for how to use this gift. It says, without, or it says love without hypocrisy, meaning your zeal, often people with this gift of, of prophecy come off very zealous, right? And they're like, they're like, this needs to be made right. This needs to be made right. But there's a big temptation for it not to be right in your own house, right? Where you're like, hey, we need to conform to God's standards right here in this room, but I'm going to slip up over there. But you won't know about it. And oftentimes you see people screaming about sins that they themselves are struggling with. Okay, so what does the word say? Love without hypocrisy. Meaning move in your gift through love, but don't be hypocritical. Abhor what is evil? I think that word is very purposeful. Okay, he's encouraging those with the gift to not just go like, well, yeah, I mean, I wish it was better. No. When you look at something evil, it'll be like, uh, when you look at something evil, it'll be like, that's satanic. That's the Antichrist spirit. To not go, oh, well, no, to go, that's satanic. Abhor what is evil and cling to that which is good, meaning you're going to have a big temptation a big temptation when people come against you and they're like, you're just the, you're a pessimist, you're a perfectionist, you get in the way, you're a square pig in a round hole, you're this and that, you're this and that, you're this and that. There's going to be a big temptation to go like, all right, yeah, just whatever. It's all good. I'm, I'm bad, wrong, and out of line, and, and pessimistic. Just whatever you think. So it says cling to that which is good. Yeah. Oftentimes, uh, well, here we go. I want to differentiate. Prophecy is interesting because prophecy is, is a motivational gift. Prophecy is a um, ministry. 
the ministry of prophet, and it's a manifestation, right? So not all of the, not all these motivational gifts are going to fall into all three of these categories, but a few have some uh, overlap. But I want to differentiate for you. It's in your notes. Hopefully this helps you. Um, the ministry gift of prophet, so to, be, to differentiate between the motivational gift, the ministry gift or ministry assignment of prophets, one who regularly moves in prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, dreams, vision, not necessarily all of those things, um, but they're prolific in their, in, the, in their revelation, right? Think guys like Bob Jones, right? Chris Reed, Jeremiah Johnson, Larry Randolph, Chris Vallotton. They don't get it right 100% of the time, right? These aren't like, they're not God, right? They're still men, right? But these are guys that have, that have track records of accuracy, Okay, anybody can stand up and be like, God, I'm a prophet and God told me to tell you. And I'm like, okay. I mean, that's my initial reaction. Okay, right? Ten years ago, I was like, you know, but now I'm like, okay, let's see, right? Because you judge them by their fruit. Well, these guys got fruit. Bob Jones had a track, he's with the Lord now. He had a track record of nationally accurate, actually not just nationally, worldwide accurate words for years and years. And he missed it a few times. But I'm telling you, he, he prophesied some things that are happening today, yeah. decades ago. <laughs> so, like, he didn't even have, like, a smartphone, right? He couldn't have used one anyway, <laughs> sweet man. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they have accuracy. So these guys that are moving in the ministry of prophet or, or ministry of prophecy, you'll know them. Highly accurate and well-documented. Um, also, these guys that I just mentioned just happened to grab a few off the top of my head, but I guarantee you they have different motivational gifts, all of them. I mean, some of them, might, you might have a couple that are like, oh, yeah, we have the same motivational gift, but I bet you when you get down to it, their unction, the desire, the, their, their motivation that they have for doing what they do and moving of the ministry of, of profit, I bet it's all different across the board. It's amazing to see how the Lord will use different people and personalities and gifting to accomplish some of the same purposes, right? You have these guys stand up with two different personalities, two different motivational gifts. They're both operating in the ministry of profit, and they both give accurate words that build faith, hope, and love and cause lost people to be saved. It's amazing how he does it. You would think, in, our, in my way of thinking, I'm not going to accuse you, in my way of thinking, I'm like, no, they would have to be cut from the same cloth to be able to do that. And it's just not true. I love it. Okay. Is everybody hanging in? Yeah. Okay. That was about, that was a good percentage. That's good. <laughs> you really just, you, you don't really, you aim for the fence, but you're really just satisfied with a base hit, you know, up here. So, yeah. You don't want to necessarily strike out, and a walk doesn't help your average, but a base hit's good. So, it starts moving things. All right. I know. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Thirdly, the manifestation gift of prophecy. Okay, so we got the motivational gift, we got the ministry of prophet, and then there's the manifestation gift of of prophecy. This can come on a believer as you're ministering in any capacity, right? It's a it's a a manifestation of the Holy Spirit's power and presence, and it can come on any believer with any motivational gift in any ministry at any time. The Holy Spirit gives as He sees fit. Okay, here's an example of how all these things work together, okay? Say my motivational gift is exhortation. It's not, but say that it is. Um, I want to see, if if my motivational gift is exhortation, I want to see believers admonished 
and encouraged to pursue a course of conduct by helping them visualize God's best, okay? So I'm coming alongside, and I'm going, hey, and I'm, I'm calling out gold, and I'm bringing things up in front of them that are going to encourage them and build them up, and, and they'll be able to see and envision God's best for them and for others around them, okay? So that's my motivational gift. It's, it's what makes me tick. But then say, as a, as a believer with a motivational gift of exhortation, the Lord gives me a ministry assignment as teacher, okay? I'm going to be a teacher. Okay, great. I'm going to teach. So how am I going to be moved to teach? I'm going to be moved to teach by encouraging. I'm going to be moved to teach by going, hey, and I'm going to pull all this good. I'm going to, good, 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 good. Look, hope, 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 hope. And I'm not going to draw attention to the 2% of the things that are wrong. Because really, as a person who's motivated by exhortation, I don't see much of them anyways. I see 98% good, which is pretty close to 100, and look what God's doing. Do you see the difference? Yeah. Exhorters and prophets, they have a lot of work to do with each other, but it, but it works. Um, now say, while I'm teaching, say I'm an exhorter, I'm teaching, and while I'm teaching, I get a word of knowledge for somebody that I'm teaching to. And I give the word, and they're like, and they get healed. And that, so that little instance right there, do you see how all three different things kind of work together? And do you see how you can pretty much insert a different motivational gift, a different ministry, and a different manifestation in any context? They can all work. Do you see that? All right, last one. Serving. Well, I guess it's the second one, but it's the last one for today. Um, the motivation for someone who's, or, or for someone, a believer whose primary motivation is serving, their motivation is, uh, is going to be to discern and meet needs of a really practical nature. Okay? Now, serving's a big one because, like, for, I'm going to take Sherry Gordon. I'm going to single you out. Be really easy, I mean, because you serve a lot. You do. I know. But it'd be really easy for me to label you, oh, her motivational gift is serving. But I don't think it is. I don't think that's your primary, I, know, I don't know, but I'm, I don't think it's your primary motivational gift. So you can't look around and see people serving and go, oh, they must be. You also can't look around, see yourself serving and go, oh, I must be. You can't look around and see yourself not serving and think, oh, I must not be. This makes sense. I just this is it's so easy to just fall fall into this like well I need to I need to identify who who I am and you know I need to make sure that I know it's going to take time of exploring with the Lord. Um, Jesus demonstrated this motivational gift of serving in John chapter thirteen, one of my favorite passages in Scripture, when he washed his disciples' feet. Okay, same guy that overturned tables and whipped people, also took a towel and washed his disciples' feet. Same guy. And, and I'll tell you what, if you don't know the story, they should have been washing his. But he came to serve. The Son of Man came to serve. Believers who have the gift of serving, now listen, because hopefully this will help you if you think that this might be you. They often have the ability to discern practical needs before others do. Meaning you can see what someone's going to need before they even maybe know they need it, and definitely before other people see that they need it. But not only that, you, you anticipate, you recognize the need, 
and then you're sensitive in responding to them. It's one thing to be like, hey, they probably need some food. Sweet. And then just move on, right? It's another thing to be like, hey, I heard through the grapevine that they missed a paycheck. I bet that they need some food. And then you're at their door with food. You, you go get groceries for them. It's, it's, you, you see the follow through? It's a whole. And then you're at, that actually brings you life, right? Where you're like, this is why I'm alive, is to do these things. Okay, so you'll, it's, but the thing is, is that you can see a need and go buy somebody the food or whatever it is. You can see that the toilet's dirty and clean it. You can see that the floor has trash on it and pick it up out of a motivation of prophecy also. You see how there's overlap? But your, if your primary motivation is that, these are some of the things that'll, that'll characterize it. Sometimes you feel the need to overcommit to things because you love serving. Now, these, these are warnings, right? But then there's Romans 12.10 is going to tell us how to do this biblically. Um, you usually, if, you're, if this is your primary motivation, you abhor long-term goals. You, you're like, nope, what are we doing today? Now. What are we doing right now? What's the short term? What's the plan for after this meeting? Is this meeting almost over so we can go do something? You understand? You're like, hey, let's get together and talk about it. You're like, no, let, we, need to, <laughs> we need to do something. We need to do it. You know, we can talk as cheap, right? Talk in one hand and... Pour water in the other. Uh, see which one fills up faster. Sometimes you actually um, overcommit so much to where you actually neglect your family for the sake of serving the body of Christ. I've seen this. Um, and you're, you're not, you're, your motivation is pure, but, but you've actually kind of shifted into more of a fleshly operation of your gift rather than coming under the leading of the Holy Spirit who will never lead you into burnout and who will always give you a strategy for working out your gifting in a healthy, non-damaging way. Romans 12.10 says, be kindly affectionate to one another. These are your instructions if your motivational gift is serving. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. What this verse tells us is it tells us to keep the focus, keep the focus on love and connection between people. Okay, don't keep the focus on how much can I get done, how much am I able to get done? Because I'm telling you, a lot of you have a huge capacity to get things done, and it'd be really easy to be like, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. I can. And the Lord's like, I actually didn't give you grace for that. I mean, you're capable, but but that's not the best thing for you. You see, you see how coming under His leadership is going to be the healthiest thing there. It really boils down to following the Holy Spirit's leading. Oftentimes we see churches, um, worship team, you guys come back up. Everybody stay engaged a few more minutes. Oftentimes we see churches that kind of center in on one of these uh, motivational gifts. Oftentimes it has to, especially if you have one pastor on staff, it'll center around whatever his motivational gift is. So you, you, don't, you might not even know. You're seeking out a church and you're like, wow, I'm really drawn to this church. Usually... Oftentimes, it's because you have, the same, uh, you have the same motivational gift as their leadership does, okay? So say that you have, this, you have this desire to see God's standards met. You have this desire to see uh, men not compromised, and you have this desire to see the 2% made right, okay? You're going to be drawn to a church that has like a high standard for God's, for all of those things. You're going to be drawn to it. Say you're like, Man, we got to be serving the community. Man, we got to be we got to be feeding people. We got to be doing, 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 doing. Well, you're going to be drawn to a church where they're doing, 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 doing. You see that? And the list goes on through all seven. If your if your motivational gift is giving, 
you're gonna join one of those churches that gives away 70% of everything they bring in. I'm serious. You're gonna be like, yes, this is what we're doing it. We're, we're accomplishing things. I mean, you get, you get good church ministries, like my motivational gift, Kyle's, Glenn's, guarantee they're all different, okay? And so we, there's a mix of things going on here because of that, which I think is really cool. So oftentimes you'll see that happening, but I'm telling you, just like Romans chapter 12 says, we need each person with their gifting, each person makes up the body of Christ, okay? Not one person more important than the other, except Jesus the head. He's more important than all y'all, but, and me too. But I'm telling you that the, the gifts, callings, and anointings that he's put in each of us are for each other. If we keep them to ourselves, we're starving the body of, of, of nutrients that we need. I need things that you guys have. You need things that I have. You're like, can we pick and choose? Sure. All right. The idea behind, or even the motivation, behind this message series, not only to equip the church, but to connect more. Like if we know who we are in a greater way and how to give away what we have, like we can be a better and bigger blessing to each other and to our community around us. And in doing that, we can connect more as the body of Christ. We can connect more as brothers and sisters. I'm telling you, when I, when I began to understand uh, what maybe my primary motivational gift is, it explained a lot. And I was like, oh, I had a lot of ahas. I also had a lot of like, thank gods. Thank God I'm not crazy, nuts, stupid, you know, like all these things. And I also had to tell my wife that every time she has a complaint against me, it's a spiritual gift. Like, she's like, you're being really, I'm like, it's a spiritual gift. You take it up with the Lord. The real reason why I was gone for a month. I was in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, we don't use these things as weapons, okay, unless it's against the enemy. We use them to build each other up in our most holy faith. Okay, so I'm looking for ways that I can move out of my primary motivational gift in any ministry that the Lord puts me in at any time, and I'm available for manifestation gifts to come and work through me, but I'm gonna use everything that I have to build people up in faith, hope, and love. Don't just wanna try to give away what we have, right? Don't be the Dead Sea. Don't just damn everything up and not give it away. We gotta give it away. All right, would you stand? going to have um, baptisms, which is cool. Yes, I love baptisms. Uh, we'll have them probably right after uh, ministry time here in just a few minutes. So if you came, and maybe you, maybe you didn't come wanting to get baptized, but uh, if you realize right now that you want to be baptized in water, I would encourage you to, to do that today. Come down and you can talk to me or, or Kyle or um, and we have clothes and towels for you. Oftentimes the enemy, you know, you draw, pulls on our flesh when he's pulling us into something that's, you know, that kind of gets in the way of our dignity, which dignity is not a fruit of the spirit. 
but we, we prepare it anyways and have, have clothes and, and towels if you need them, but don't let that get in the way if the Lord's calling you to, to follow him in, in baptism this morning. Uh, we'll have our, um, our altar prayer teams and ministry, team, or, you know, or ministry time available for anybody that wants prayer for anything at all, um, as we turn it over to Kyle here in a minute. But I want to just encourage you guys, when I, when I look around the room, I don't know everybody in here, and I definitely don't know what everybody's primary motivational gifting is, as I'm guessing that many of us in here don't know what they are. This might be the first time you've heard this teaching. But as you walk through the next weeks and months, I just encourage you before the Lord to just keep asking Him to show you and reveal to you what it is, how to use it, what's He calling you into. You keep, when you keep your focus on Him, oftentimes it's better than trying not to be distracted. Do you see the difference? If I'm putting effort into trying not to be distracted, what am I? Distracted. And, but I put my effort into keeping my eyes focused on Him and my ears focused onto His voice, it automatically drowns out distraction. So I encourage you to do that in the weeks and the months ahead, especially as it relates to being equipped in spiritual gifts, okay? And you can come forward if you want prayer um, in, in that same regard, okay? Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.